Hello, Governor! The horror audio drama that helps people fall asleep. Uh, hello and welcome to uh, the Disney-approved imp- edition of Hello, Governor, the podcast. I'm Abdullah. Oh, I'm Tom! <laughs> uh, I had to. I had to. <laughs> um, and the reason we, we I'm saying that is because, well, we've sold out. As as you guys know, we've sold out. We've sold our souls to the mouse, and uh, they own us now. <laughs> yeah, they, they they gave us a giant stack of money. They came rolling in with with, with, with wheelbarrow and said, "Oh, do you want this much money?" Went, we're like, "Oh, you've been serious." They went, "No, no, no, no. This is this is just the upfront payment, and it's only that just come in the back of those with a dump truck." Say, "Where do you want us to put it? put this?" We we're like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Uh, but but in all seriousness, um, I am enjoying my new golden uh, hot tub. Thank you very much, Mister Iger. <laughs> that was a lovely gift. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but no, um, the reason I'm saying that is because it's another week that we've talked about. We've already it's like our third time talking about the Disney and Fox uh, thing. Yeah, and the reason I'm bringing it up now is because there are these rumors, and again, these are rumors. Don't take these as fact. That that Hugh Jackman may or may not come back to to as Wolverine, and I'm like, um, if he does come back, it will be the biggest slap in the face ever because Logan was really good, and I think that Logan was a great send off to that character. And if he would come back, then it would cheapen it. And would it would spit in the face of everyone who ever lo- who loved Logan? Because I did. I think Logan is such a such a beautiful movie. Like I I I had no idea it was gonna be that that deep and emotional, but it was. And I I, I don't even want to call it a superhero movie because it's more of a drama than it is a superhero movie. It's a superhero film that it's a film that that has super it's based on superhero but doesn't focus on the themes of super of a superhero film. Yeah, and I like that because it's it's yeah. it's a hardcore drama with superhero elements. Yeah, yeah, it has some western themes in it as well. I would say as well. I think yeah, it's, this is like the first classic western we've had since um, Hell or High Water a couple of uh, back in twenty sixteen. Oh, Hell High Water was amazing. Film. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> if you have not seen that, holy shit, guys. Yeah, not to spoil it, but it has. I would say it will make you clench your seat until the climax of the film. Oh, that was of what's going to happen. And, and my, yeah. my 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 recommendation to people who want to watch that is go into it as blind as you can because if you know anything about the plot, then it's going to get spoiled for you. That's. I mean, I pretty much went into it blind as well. I think I saw a trailer for it, and that's it. And, yeah, and I went into it, and I loved it. But I really liked Logan, and I think hearing these rumors kind of made me sad because Hugh Jackman did such a fantastic job. I honestly forgot how great of an actor Hugh Jackman really was because, let's be honest, for the past couple of years, <coughs> he's been kind of half-assing it with these fucking X-Men movies, but... But well, here he's he's actually really given gave a very powerful very powerful performance and and I, it was hard not to not to God the ending was just depressing. Yeah, but no, the rumors going around that he might be coming back. I don't think again at the end of the day it's rumors. I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel Marvel Studios been talking with Fox as a possibility. It, it, it I guarantee you 
someone, they probably had a meeting and that probably got brought up as a discussion at one point. I wouldn't be surprised if it has, but I don't think that's the right direction for them to go. And I think Kim Feige is smart enough to know that, you know? And I think the problem is, is like, I, I said this before is, uh, to you when we were talking about uh, superhero movies in general. I don't think we were recording. Yeah. I told you that X-Men fans, like to us, like people who have grown up in the 2000, uh, to the, in the 90s to, in, to the early 2000s, Hugh Jackman is our Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's uh, it's gonna be hard for me to accept anybody else in that role. He's he's the same equivalent as people saying Christopher Reeve as Superman. Yeah, that's how good he is. Yeah, yeah, and I think like okay, his his performance in the Wolver, uh, what was it, uh, X Men Origins was terrible, but you know, uh, you know, it's just. Well, to be, to be fair, that was a terrible film that has a terrible production history and also had a terrible script for it as well. But I mean, and CGI. I mean, the the Wolverine, the one that came after that, was very underrated movie in my opinion. I, I liked it. I know a lot of people didn't, but I liked it. It was it a was, fun action film. Yeah, it was a fun action film. But and and I and I still think to this day, um, you know, he. Um, he was great. He was greatly cast in the role because he embodied everything that character was. He was snarky. He was, you know, a badass. He was just, you know, he's kind of full of himself. And and to this day, I think, I, I think everyone can agree with me is that uh, no one expected him to 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 bring in a real power, really powerful performance as he did in Days of Future Past. Because cool. uh, Days of Future Past was. Um, was pretty pretty surprising because I went in, into that one really um really blind and I, I I well not blind I went in with like really low expectations but I was kind of shocked at how really well done that movie is and I think that that uh, Days of Future Past and uh, X Men First Class are like my two favorite X Men movies. Oh uh, yeah, undoubtedly, yeah, I would totally agree with that. And uh, Logan being my absolute all-time favorite X-Men movie. Well, I, I don't even want to call it an X-Men movie because it's not even an X-Men movie. It's more, you know. It's a Wolverine film. Yeah. That's all you have to say. It's a Wolverine film. Um, but no, um, that's the way I think Hugh Jackman finally got to go off and do stuff. And it's quite surprising. The only other film that came out last year, apart from Logan, was in. Is that it's two stuff that he's really known well for. He played Wolverine again in Logan, his last well, hopefully his last role was Logan. Also, he went back to being a singer and dancer again in The Great Showman that came out at the end of, this, end, end of 2017, you know? And it's kind of weird because people tend to forget that he's a Broadway actor. <laughs> yeah, and that's if you haven't seen that film, that film was pretty much is like filmed as like a Broadway musical-style film. Yeah, and um, and you just kind of forget that. And I think he he. Brought, my point is, is like he brought so much into the role that I think it's hard for people to accept any other actor as Wolverine, especially now considering like with Disney coming in and and they're they're gonna be like they're probably gonna do what they did with Spider Man and just like recast everyone and just reintroduce the characters in the MCU via soft reboot, which is what they did with Spider Man. And I think it worked for Spider Man because you know. It's been it's been so long since Tobey Maguire. People have moved on from that, and they could accept a new actor as Spider Man because you know it's it's been because yeah, Amazing Spider Man two was really awful and and whatnot. But um, but I don't know if it's that 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 same thing's gonna work with X Men because X Men has been a franchise for it's a seventeen year old franchise, well eighteen year old franchise now because it started out way back in two thousand and. 
um it's kind of hard to to really picture any any of those actors being replaced by by other actors because even when they cast like the younger charles and magneto uh they were the michael fassbender and james uh, mcavoy did such fantastic jobs in did, did such fantastic job in, in x-men first class that people bought them into those roles and 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 now people uh people cannot see any other other younger actor playing those roles because they those two are those two gave such great performances that that they've become embedded in our minds when we think of the characters same thing with Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart Patrick Stewart especially with Logan he did a fantastic job as professor professor Xavier and it's kind of really hard to picture anyone else in the role right now yeah so like Disney has to has to really be smart with the way they market the X Men going forward after Avengers Four. Yeah, I think everything that's pretty much been shot for for them for their films that been shot and pretty much is in post production. We're gonna get. So we are going to get um, we are gonna get Deadpool two. That's a guarantee. We are gonna get New Mutants and we are gonna get. Um, um, that's Phoenix Saga film that looks like complete trash. We're getting that anyway because that's all filmed and pretty much is in po- post production. And I think we are getting <coughs> was it? I think we are getting a season two of um, Legion. Legion. That's guaranteed because those pretty much those have to be done. Those have to meet the contract. So, but the thing is, they're fast tracking all the X Men films to come out. I think the last one's coming out in 2019. So. They're going to fast track all these films and these TV shows to be get out quickly so they can get them in the X-Men universe, get them in the Marvel stuff fast as possible. But I think we're probably going to end up getting the Fantastic Four before the X-Men, though. Yeah, because uh, because Fox sat on that franchise and did nothing with it. Yeah, and the thing is that Marvel don't have to wait until they release a bunch of X-Men films to release the remaining 20th century Fox X-Men films yet. To, to get around to do it with the Fantastic Four, they can get that off the ground running because there's got no properties or no tie-ins whatsoever for the Fantastic Four, so they can start working on that as early as now, and hopefully get it out by 2019. I wouldn't be shocked if we get a Fantastic Four movie in 2020. I would not 2020. be shocked. Yeah, I would not yeah. be shocked. I mean, 2019, 2020. Yeah, pretty much. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the first films we get after Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, and um, and we get a hint of Galactus at the end of Infinity War. Yeah, because part. like, because because where where else can you go after Thanos? Well, pretty much they secure basically what Marvel done. They've done it really, really cleverly in the sense by getting the rights back to Fantastic Four and the X Men. They guarantee to expand that universe to another ten to fifteen years at least. Because I think I said this last time we we talked about this. I said like. After um after X Men after um after Avengers is done and all the contracts expire, uh they're just gonna focus on X Men because that yeah, would be because because that would be the next logical step for them because and and they would they wouldn't even have to do a lot of work because X Men again is is a well known franchise and people yeah and people already know what that is and it's been around for set, for eighteen years now. The thing with the X Men is that, like I said, they're a very well known franchise. The only the only thing you have to build up with them are the villains. Apart from Magneto, you have to build up Apocalypse and um, Kevin Feige. He keeps saying saying after the fourth Avengers film that more than likely there won't be any more Avengers films. And I don't know, maybe the big crossover stuff might be the X Men films now. I don't know. Who knows? 
because like 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 I said, they need a new franchise, and you know these actors are getting older, the contracts are expiring. I know Hemsworth is on his way out after after Infinity War because his contract expires after that. So yeah, I mean Chris Hemsworth's gone. Um, I know um, Chris Evans said he does want to come back and keep playing it, but again, if Disney Marvel Studios not stupid. If they want to keep him around for a bit longer, just let him direct one of the future films. Because he has said multiple times he wants to go into directing. Let him direct one of the films. Yeah, and I think they would be stupid not to because yeah. he's he's really talented. He's a really talented director, and I just I just want him to get his big big break because you know we talked about this last week. I, I like how much he's matured as a person and an actor and all that other shit. And I would like to see him. I would like to see him evolve into like James Franco, where James Franco is right now. James Franco has evolved from a nobody like supporting actor into a fine, fine actor and director. Yeah, that's going to be the case with a lot of things. I know, um, unfortunately, I know he had a rebound recently, but um, Ben Affleck, before he did Batman, Batman v Superman, he was on a very good rate when he did Argo, you know? Um, what was, what was the other one? I mean, I, I, I'm kind of worried about Robert Downey Jr., to be honest, because he's got nothing after these movies. What is this? Robert Downey Jr., he's going to be fine. He's pretty much made his namesake to be where he is now, so he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, but he's like in his 50s now, and you, you know, once he hit those, once he hit that age, well, you know. Uh, well, like, a, well, he's probably going to end up doing producing. Look at Brad Pitt and George Clooney. They produce tons and tons of stuff now. He's probably going to get into producing. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh God. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> they, again, again, George Clooney, um, actually was the head producer for Ben Affleck's, um, Argo film. I remember. And, and what was it? Brad Pitt was a producer on Kick-Ass as well. That was, yeah, <laughs> that, was yeah. that was weird <laughs> seeing that credit. Yeah. But uh, I, what I mean, it, it's, it's not, it's not uncommon. It's like some of the big people in Hollywood actually have been actors or have worked behind the scenes at some point, you know, and it's, it is the experience of having those sort of people, you know, and, um, yeah, I've, I, that's what I mean. I can see him doing producing stuff. I mean, and Scarlett Johansson is pretty much Scarlett Johansson. Like she, she's got tons of movie roles, like getting thrown at her every single day. So she's going to be fine. But I mean, they kind of need to have a backup plan for this. And what I think they're going to be doing is they're going to, I don't think they're going to keep, they're going to make Avengers movies after this, but I think they are going to keep Avengers characters within these movies, but they're not going to be like the the main Avengers. They're going to be like the West Coast Avengers or something like that. I guarantee you're going to, they're going to re, I guarantee you with Robert Downey Jr., if they don't kill him off in Infinity War, because there's a high possibility he's one of the, I think he's one of the top ones that might, they might kill off. Um, if they don't kill him off, I guarantee you they will keep him around and he will essentially become the Samuel Jackson type of character. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it's kind of, it's actually kind of weird seeing Sam Jackson back in these movies because we have not seen him since, uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, well, he, apparently he's going to be in Captain Marvel as well. So it's kind of weird, like how, how, how quiet he was <laughs> with, 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 with his, um, with his history towards uh, the, these movies, because like that was the last time we saw him, and that was like what 2015. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but um, point is, is like they, they they have to have a plan moving forward with the, with the X Men, and I don't think that they're gonna bring back Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I think that would be that would be a spit in the face to everyone who loved Logan, and it would just cheapen cheapen that movie. Well, the thing is with. Um... 
was it with the X-Men, if you play it right, you do the first X-Men film, you don't introduce Wolverine in the first one, but you you make an Easter egg for him, like an after credit sequence, you know? Yeah, I can see that. You know, probably they'll just introduce like the like probably they'll introduce guys uh, characters like Nightcrawler, Angel, Kitty Pride, you know, like the lower tier X Men, and then like build up to towards the yeah towards the other X Men. So pretty much, basically, you have them in the film as like, in students at the X Men Academy, but then you have the main cool X Men team. I don't know. Try to have it close to the original one, so maybe you have like Cyclops, Angel, Iceman, Jean Grey. Storm. Uh, Storm on the main team, and then you basically have basically something bad happening. Magneto turns up, and then they recruit the younger students to be on the team, take them under their wing and stuff like that, and then you have the full proper X-Men team at the end of the film with all your knowns and stuff like that, and then at the end of it, maybe the after-credit sequence, maybe you have, like, Logan basically walk into a bar or something like that. He gets in a fight. You don't see his fight, but the only thing you see is basically when you get in the fight, you see the calls come out, and that's it. Yeah, that, that that'd be pretty cool. I think. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's what that's the direction they're going in. Is like they're just gonna keep they're just gonna keep Avengers characters in the universe, but they're not gonna have any more Avengers movies after Avengers Four. Because I don't think characters like Doctor Strange and and Black Panther are strong enough to carry team based movies on their own. No, I mean. They- I mean, Doctor Strange is guaranteed to get three films. Um, Guardians, um, I mean, Guardians are basically going to get their final finale film. Um, yeah, basically, you're going to get them and have their final finale film. You're going to get um, Black Panther's guaranteed two more films. Spider-Man guaranteed two more films. And um, did you hear about the Spider-Man rumors? Apparently, rumors was apparently Tom Holland was on the set of the Venom, Venom film. God. <laughs> I don't know what to think of this, but please don't, please don't, Sony, please don't, please don't. I hope he's just there, just visiting someone he knows, you know, or he was just there because, oh look, let's cause a media drama, let's get some buzz about the film and have Tom Holland turn up to the to the film set to visit it, you know. What you mean, like you mean, like that that obviously. Uh, that obviously stunt, uh, stunt, uh, stunt with, uh, Andrew Garfield walking out of a comic book store with a bunch of Avengers comics in his hand. Yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> Gee, like, well, like, Sony must think we're fucking idiots. Like, do they think we, we look at that shit and then they're like, oh man, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna happen, you guys. God. Like, did, I mean, I understand, like, they need to create buzz for the movie, but wouldn't a trailer be nice or something instead of just, hey, here's a bunch of production photos that look nothing like a Venom movie? Okay. It looks like a typical gangster film. Yep. That's set in New York. Oh, better yet, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, you release a production photo of what Venom fucking looks like. God, even the Power Rangers movies did, did it better by showing Rita and then the Power Rangers before yeah. they show the trailer. <laughs> yeah, at least we got to see them first. Yeah, sure, there was backlash about them, but still, we still got to see them. And then we actually saw the trailer, and then and then the actual undeserved backlash happened. Yeah, exactly. But still, at the my point still stands. We haven't even we haven't even seen Venom yet. But Tom, you, 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 mm-hmm. you the director was in a Venom T-shirt. Does that? Count? No, 
at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if like Tom Hardy wear this is a Venom t-shirt. Yeah, that that that's the Venom costume. Are you being for real? Yeah. Are you, Sony, you really being this cheap? Yeah. Don't worry, we've got the Spider-Man game coming out. That's going to make up all, all the loss for this film. Oh, that actually looks really good. I'm I'm really hyped for that. It's it's I kind of I just want a good Spider-Man game to be quite honest. Just give me one good Spider-Man game. Um. Anyway, enough Disney and and Marvel and all this other crap talk. Cause I I I just the more I talk about this, the more confusing and sad I get. So let's move on. Should we go talk about the other crap fest then? Uh. What? What? You mean Yugi Yugi Naka going to Square Enix? Well, no, that's actually the good bit of news. So you want to talk about the good bit of news? Um, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of Square Enix, but you know what? Maybe you Yugi Naka can 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 um. Can, well, you, can 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 uh, I don't know. What I mean, you um, Yugi Naka, he's he's a creative guy, and um, he has done stuff outside of Sonic. Like again, he's the guy behind Knights. And when you get um, Shigeru Miyamoto um, saying that he wish he was the guy that created Knights, you know. Yeah, I mean that, that's something. But I just think I just think that um, with with Square Enix right now, they're their their priorities are kind of weird right now because they're more like the only games they develop are games that are that are Final Fantasy, like they they don't develop anything else and they only publish other third party mm. games. So, <laughs> well, again, they're the publishers for the Tomb Raider games, aren't they? Um, yes, I think so. And the Hitman games as well. Yeah, God, don't remind me. So yeah, they have got some good publishing licenses under them, but again, like you said, they're as an in-house development. They haven't done much apart from... Again, don't get me wrong, the last Final Fantasy game was actually quite good. I, actually did I, well. I, I refuse to touch that series after 13. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all after 13, but like I said, I've had friends that played it, and they've all told me that it is a fantastic... It's, they argue it's the best Final Fantasy game in a long time. That is and not saying like, much. Yeah, well, again, 13 and then 13 spin-offs and then re-releasing 10 and 10-2 remastered and yeah. <laughs> and we're still waiting we're still waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3, guys. So, you know, anytime now. Anytime I, I, now. <laughs> I've already joked about this with, with my mates already. I'm like, um I like I already joked 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 my mates about it. I went, "Well, let's look at this this way. We have had a Crash Bandicoot remaster before Final Fantasy um, Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. We've had Sonic go back to 16-bit before KH3 came out. We have had an actual competent RPG RPG games came out before Kingdom Hearts 3. You know when it's bad when Disney are sending people from Pixar and LucasArts to go over to Square Enix and actually help them finishing the game. Yep. And you, oh. know, and you know what's sad? Rockstar released L.A. Noir remastered before fucking yeah <laughs> something that no one expected to ever be remastered. It's like yep, you know, here's L.A. Noir remastered. You guys, that's cool. Yeah, and also, also Sony announced their next big remaster project. Apparently, they're doing Medieval. Oh, I'm hyped for that. I love Medieval One and Two. They're remastering One and Two. That we're more likely to get that before KH Three. And we're getting Dark and, Souls, and, and, and in May of this year, we're getting Dark Souls remastered. So, <laughs> yeah, what? Oh. <laughs> Persona Five came out 
before KH3. <laughs> KH3 is just a joke at this point. It is just, it just, it's like, it is the new Duke Nukem forever. Oh, God. And when it eventually, eventually comes out, it's going to be a big, giant piece of shit, more than likely. Because and, here, here's the history of it. It was renounced for... It was announced as one of the last titles for the PS3. The PS3 is dead now. Oh, my So keep God. that in mind. It's been announced for quite a while now. And then it, and then they just, like, sat on it, sat on it, sat on it. And then only, like, last year did they show us new footage. And it was just, like, Toy Story shit. Yeah, and funny enough, that when the news broke out, that they said, oh, yeah, Pixar are going over to help them out, finish off the game. Oh, is that surprise. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah. why you showed me Toy Story shit? Huh? <laughs> because you actually had people outside the company coming over to help you finish it off. It's just like, come on, guys. It's like, it's, it's, it's Kingdom Hearts for fuck's sake. And what's worse is like, they re-released two and one three, three or four fucking times now on the PS3 and the PS4. Like, fucking hell. We've gotten Ooh. remasters of the first and second Kingdom Hearts. Four times before the actual Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> and I think we got remasters of the PS- PSP versions of the games. Holy shit. <coughs> like, goddamn. I did not think that this franchise could, could get any, um, could get any lazier, but here we are, so. Uh, best of luck to you, um. Best of luck to you, Naki, because you're going to fucking need it if you're going to be working at this company. Well, you never know. He might actually turn out a game and actually might be decent. What else has he been doing recently? He's been running his own software company. Oh, oh good for him. So, yeah. and if it, Speaking, yeah, he, yeah, he's been doing all right, actually. He's been doing A-OK. I think he has been making his money. <laughs> you, you, you know, he's been making money... On a software company, <laughs> you know, it's, he's fine. So it's kind of weird to see him like, um, just to see him um, go back into video game shit because he's been, he's been. Well, kinda... the thing, the, well, the thing was, he has been making software for video games, so you know. Yeah, but, but <laughs> so, I mean, but I mean, like, in, but I mean, in like uh, development. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, because this is like he's he hasn't developed anything in years now, so. Yeah. I mean, he mainly been the producer on stuff like that, but I know he has been working on some stuff here and there because, I mean, he, he's left Sega back in... Well, give you an idea, he left the company before Sonic 06 came out. Oh, boy. <laughs> he left... He left where... I think he knew that was a sinking ship. He, he, he jumped off before that game came out. <laughs> I think he knew... the. That train, that that train was gonna crash and burn horribly. He's like, fuck it, I'm getting off this train before it crashes. And he's not that old. He's only fifty two. I thought he'd yeah. be older. Ah. Well, I mean, he, I mean, was it? He left. He did part in two thousand two, and he, I think the other two crates, Sonic Hedgehog, as well, left with it. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, good for him. Like, you, you know, he's, he's, you know, moved on from Sonic, and you know, I wish him the best of luck with few, with Square Enix, because you know, maybe he'll he'll help the company rebound in terms of development. Who knows? Yeah. But an- anyway, I want to talk about the dumbest shit this week, because this is uh, people uh, get your get 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 sit down, grab a drink, you know, get your pitchforks yeah, out. Yeah, because this is. 
I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it right now. Uh, my my generation is the worst fucking generation of all time. But the thing is, I'm not. How can I say this without being rude? The current generation. They're saying the current generation. There's no longer called millennial. Called Generation C. Oh, the media outlets just piss me off for that because basically millennials are like we are millennials and we're basically all millennials except for like two age categories. No, no, one age categories are not in their twenties now, and that's scary to think about that now. But still, you yeah, know because, what I mean? Oh. Well, I mean we're older millennials. I mean we're like in almost thirty, which is kind of shocking <laughs> to think that we're almost yeah. thirty and we're still doing this. But um, I just think that. Here's what happened. Uh, recently, Friends was was on, got added to Netflix, and and apparently people aren't happy. I got I got a perfect article here that sums it up. It's from the Independent, which is a newspaper company set in the UK, and I'm just going to read out what it says here about about the show. <clears throat> Uh, millennials watching Friends on Netflix has expressed um, re revelation about the popularity of the sitcom storylines, depicting it as a a transphobic, homophobic, and sexist show, and is shocked and saying that it is problematic in the day current aging climate. A lot of buzzwords there. I know. However, some millennials find the LGB plot plot points left them feeling feeling uncomfortable. For example, when Chandler was um, prodded about being prevented as um, prevented as a gay man, or made mean spirited jokes about cross dressing about his cross dressing dad. It, it's a show from the nineties. Yeah, or sexism seeps in when Rachel hires a nanny for her daughter Emma, but Emma's father Ross can't handle the fact that. The nanny is a man, by the way, played by um, Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, Ross takes it one step further to being homophobic by asking if he's gay. It's almost like it's a sitcom, and they're taking si- and they're making fun out of situations. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a- oh man, where where do you even start? <laughs> no, it just got added Netflix, and apparently. Um, people who are essentially teenagers now and younger have been watching it and been outraged by it. And people who have been our age, the stupid ones with the minority, have been outraged about this as well. Because we have to be so PC correct now. And it was a show that was made in the 90s. It was a show back that made in what? 1993, 1994, yeah. around that time. I, I, I said this I, I said this back when the article first posted about this and... I said it was a show that was made back in the 90s. Of course, it's going to be problematic by today's standards. Of course, they're going to be jokes that some people are going to going to feel, be and feel insulted. Because, you, you know, that's that's the current generation at the moment. And the current mindset of the public now is that, oh, we can't mention these topics because it, it will defend someone. And we upset someone. If we upset someone, we upset everyone. And the thing is, is that, Here's the thing with you, uh, with, 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 with people who think like that. If you're the type of person who, who cannot handle, who gets really upset over a fucking sitcom, a sitcom from the 90s that was aimed at like 20 somethings, ironically. Yeah. Then you, you, you just, I don't know what to tell you, cause I mean, what, what can you say that hasn't already been said about this? Because it's like, 
it's like um I I I I don't have the words because it's friends, you know. It's it's not a show that it's it's a, it's a fucking sitcom for God's sakes. It was a sitcom about a bunch of friends who got into got into wacky situations and and it's like why would you watch a show like that and try to and try to get offended at stuff like that? Why? I don't know what I mean. It's like I spoke about this um, on social media and I basically. It's just I don't I don't get it. I I really don't. I, I don't get the outrage. Well, I mean, I get it because, like, you know, we have we live in a fucking outrage culture. We have to get outraged over every fucking thing. But yeah, still. I had a friend of mine on social media when I posted this article up. He basically said, "Well, it's ten times funnier than most modern comedies are on TV at the moment." I'm like, "Yeah, I would agree with that." But then, I mean, when I was speaking to people about this, but they said, "Oh, well, they come off as dicks to each other," and I'm like, "It's a situational comedy. It, that's the whole point. It's like." I mean, it's like, uh, here, here's a few shows I said, that's probably age worse than Friends. I went, um, even though I love the show, the Batman's 1960 show has not aged very well. MASH, which was a comedy, a, a situation sitcom based on being on, that has not aged well at all. Um, Blossom, another comedy that was situational comedy, that hasn't aged well. MacGyver has not aged, has aged terribly by today's standards. Gilligan Island has aged terribly dawson creek has aged terribly and another one say by the bell has aged terribly oh god saved by the bell is just is just horrifying by today's Isn't standards it? Don't i just have to say one name one character that can offend um feminist ac slater go back to watch watch what he said came out of his mouth jesus christ and we have a fucking field there with that one God, what was what was the other show? Oh, Seinfeld. Oh, people would get pissed off about Seinfeld now, considering how horrible the characters were to each other and how just unlikable they were. But that was the joke. It's like these characters were completely unlikable and they got got their just comeuppance at the end. They all went to prison. Oh, yeah. shit. I, I spoiled the ending of the finale. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just why... It's... It's a product of the time, like, when you, especially, uh, funny that you mentioned the Batman uh, 60s TV show, like, watching that now, it's just, it's just weird how, how dated and how, how dated it actually is, because it was not only a product of the 60s, but it was, like, the way people talked, the way people acted, the way, you know, the the fashion sense, it was just completely 60s, and can, and it just seems alien now, because no one talks or acts like this anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like it's not the only show that has been added on Netflix at the moment that has called controversy. Oh, this one's much more hilarious, in my opinion. Right, this one, um, because the whole Friends thing happened. Apparently, Friends wasn't the only victim this recently. Apparently, Only Fools and Horses has offended people now. Only Fools and Horses, a show that was made in the uh, made in the eighty, made in was it the early eighties about blue-collar, working-class people. And they're basically saying, people are calling out Only Fools and Horses for for racist jokes. <sighs> the classic comedy series that first hit screens in, back in 1981, and it's, very, it's fair to say that attitudes have moved on a lot since that, and some of the language people used 30-odd years ago is not okay by today's standards. I'm reading this article out 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 on Lad Rival just to keep this in mind. Um, now, many people people watching the show for the first time or rewatching it 
on Netflix are surprised at what was broadcasting on the BBC back in the day. No duh. No yeah. duh. And was, again, this is a random tweet from a random tweet that someone posted up about it. Um, watch an old episode of Only Fools and Horses last night. And well, it's a bit massive fucking racist, isn't it? Hilarious. Yes, and this was a response back to that tweet. To millennial finding friends sexist, homophobic, racist, etc. Do not watch Netflix unedited episodes of Only Fools and Horses or Faulty Towers, for that matter, either. Oh God, they they would have a field day with a dead body episode of Faulty Towers. Oh, the dead, it's funny, but again, I can understand. But that's what I mean. It's like I mean, it being on the fire recently. Some some people of stupid people of our generation and also people from the later generations um, from the generation beyond millennials of getting offended by these shows now I'm like the problem is it's that society of the day we are so patted into a I would say such a padded soft war environment now if you do one thing wrong people will be down your throats like like anything anything can get blown out of portion by the day standards like in some cases yes I can understand why this is better in some regards, again, if we were not like this, we would never. The Harvey Weinstein thing would never come out. I said that's a good thing. That's about, about our current thinking of society and um, our culture and many other cultures. But stuff like this does get fucking irritating because it's like it's entertainment at the end of the day. We want to we want to laugh, and it always has been with comedy. Comedy has always has been what can shock people. What can you say? It's funny. It's always been situational. It's like uh, I had a friend of mine, a family friend of mine, who is a stand-up comedian and he's a writer and stuff like that. He would say, there's never a bad time to tell a joke as long it is it is funny and is perfectly timed. Yeah. Shame that it's, shame that shame that um type of type of stuff doesn't happen anymore now. Yeah, I mean, it's like for instance, if you are speaking at a funeral about someone, it's like okay, you can crack a joke about something if it is respect if it is respectful and it's well well said, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about someone that you love, and basically you make a joke about them and everyone laughs, there you go, you know your job. There you go, you've got the one joke. There's always going to be someone who takes offense to it. Always. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, always. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of said the sad thing about re- our reality now is like all all jokes have to be approved by someone before we can tell them, and that's not how comedy should work. Yeah, well, I mean, I can understand people getting upset about stereotypes and stuff like that, but at the same time, I'm like, it's a show that's made at at the time, and that's the way was culture and society was at the time. You can argue, yes, culture and society need to change, but if you're saying, oh no, no, no we shouldn't watch this because it's this, that, and the other, I'm like, no. People have a right to go back and watch something and be enjoyed by it. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean you have to enforce your censorship and your offensive opinions onto other people. Yeah, I mean, these people would fucking... Oh, they would lose their shit with Archer and Arrested Development. Oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 they won't get offended with them because they're modern. They, they're not they're not problematic now. They will become problematic, but you know. But again, like I said, I do have a friend who thinks um, Big Bang Theory is blackface, nerds and geeks. But you know, that's his opinion. And even though I don't agree with his opinion, I highly disagree with his opinion. I think that's probably more insulting saying that saying that that is blackface. But you know, that's just my opinion. And I, and that's the thing. It's like 
we we we've really just goes to show you how how far we've we've gotten used to the fact that we have to feel safe twenty four seven that we just cannot even handle TV shows from the nineties and eighties for God's sakes. Yeah, like it's just it's situational comedy for God's sake. It's not it's not even like because I've seen like horror movies that are way more like problematic than 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 this shit is. Oh God, yeah. I mean, that I spit on your grave still, still to this day is one of the most pretty, ooh, pretty out there movies, you know, of, of that generation. And I don't, and, and I think like, I, I just think it's pointless, like looking back at all these old shows and trying to find shit to complain about, even though it was a product of their time. Like, and, and, and you have to, you have to realize like when, when you watch any of these old shows, you have to keep telling yourself it's a product of that time. So stuff that that might seem weird to us now was okay back then because that was the way things were. Like uh, getting upset over, you know, shit like Friends or or Seinfeld or any of the shit that came before that is just dumb because those shows are a product at a time. You know, sure, sure, point out the fact that they're dated all you want, but don't don't get offended by, you know, the humor of those shows. You know, just say, oh, it's not to my liking. Yeah. What I mean? It's like, um, what's it, Jerry Seinfeld, the guy who created Seinfeld and was the main star in it. Um, he did a stand-up comedian, one-off comedian show for the Netflix um, network, for, for Netflix. And um, all his stand-up was, was basically him basically saying how bad it was and how how upset he was that basically how culture and society change and he can't make the same jokes he used to anymore. Oh, it's kind of funny that someone that, that a, a couple of years ago, a college kid got offended by his stand up. and keep in mind, Jerry Seinfeld is one of the cleanest fucking comedians on the planet. Yeah. So, so getting offended by him, that's a fucking miracle in and of itself. Because he's he's one of the cleanest com- comedians out there, so it's like, why why are you getting offended at Adam? Yeah, it's like if you want to watch some raunchy, raunchy offensive comedy, what is it? I think the guy who played the main dad on Full House, his stand up act was yeah. Oh, Bob Saget stuff is fucking god. It's, yeah, he he. That's the joke. It's like he's he's known for being like the the dad on Outrageous. Full House, the, the dad on Full House and whatnot. But anyone who knows his comedy. Knows how fucking disgusting he is. Yeah, he's he's borderline on racist, sexist, um, you name it. He's probably done a joke on it. You you know. Yeah, because that's 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 the type of humor, and and it's not, and and that and that's what that's that's how <laughs> that's the biggest joke there is to him is that he knows the people who come to the to his shows know him as the dad from Full House and the guy who hosted America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. So that seeing him talk about like anal sex and rape is just hilarious because it's the dad from Full House talking about talking about these this shit. So of course it's fucking okay. hilarious. Yeah. Oh, again, did he use me on Saturday Night Live, Bob Saget? Maybe I don't know. I think he was. I think he was part of that crew. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's it's. I just don't like the idea that I hate the fact that my generation has to have their hands holded 24-7 and has to be told that, oh, no, 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 it's okay to read this article or, 
you know, trigger warning, you know, might contain stuff that you might find offensive. It's like, come the fuck on. Really? <laughs> like, why? Well, and, and these people are like, are, like our age, are younger, like in, in their twenties. Like, you should be used to these types of things. You should be used to hearing different opinions. You should be used to understanding that the, that, that some stuff has not aged well. You should know that watching a show from the nineties is gonna contain shit that's dated now. Like, back, you know, back then. What was it? Friends, uh, or any show from the nineties or eighties? They had fucking payphones and and landlines. <laughs> Who has that shit now? <laughs> Not a lot. You know, when was the last time you see, you saw a landline in in any establishment? Now it's just, now everyone's on their fucking cell phones. Yeah. More but more. Me. There was an article came out a few years ago when they actually joked about. Was it? There was an episode in. Um... Frasier, when I think it was like Frasier and his brother got stuck on on top of their apartment roof and they can't they couldn't get anyone attention and then they said oh by today's standards they went oh one of them could could have their mobile and then we can easily call someone to get help but yeah. back then they basically said well mobiles wasn't a huge thing you know? yeah and and as and as and the weird thing is like the same thing with Friends is like when you watch that show you see the evolution of the characters and 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 the fashion and all that stuff. Like, the early seasons was, like, early 90s. Like, mid-90s, it looked like... <laughs> the characters yeah, looked I mean, really weird. That would mean, when you go and watch it, and you see the, um... What is it? When you, um... Watch the first season, go straight to the second season, all the haircuts change instantaneously. Yeah, and, and, was... and, and the fashion sense changes, the the technology changes, they have fucking cell phones towards the end of the series, because the series ended in 2004... Yeah. And also, what is it, with Friends as well, I think there was um, there was an episode that was supposed to air after 9-11, like two weeks after 9-11, and they had this whole skit with Chandler basically getting stopped by airport security and basically being interrogated and stuff like that, you know? Because he's making joke about airport security and stuff like that, but they cut it out and reshot the whole entire subplot for that episode, but... I can't remember what season it's from, but it was one of the se- it was the season ran about when nine eleven happened in two thousand and one. But um, when you buy that season on DVD, they they basically it's on the extras and you can watch it. You yeah, know? it's just it's it's one of those things where it's a product of its time. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it, and back and back then, like yeah, you can't well, you can't argue that yeah, Joey is kind of a fucking you know, Italian stereotype, but back then, yeah, you know, fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah. back then, Italians were just like either mobsters or just dumb guys. You know what I mean? It's like, for instance, um, I know I mentioned 9-11 again, but after 9-11, how many shows got censored after 9-11, even shows that were made in the 90s? Oh, because Early because 90s, people like, yeah. because people thought that, that seeing the Twin Towers in old media was going to offend someone? Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> You know, it's part of history. It's like by today's standards, I know. Yeah, nine eleven is still very yeah, t- touchy t- subject t- and whatnot. T- touchy, touchy subject. But I would argue, if you go back back ten years ago, now, no, no, not even ten. I would say about fifteen years ago, it will be more touchy subject then than it is now. You know. Oh, now people can joke about it. And people would laugh because it's like I mean, it's, it's wound, been long enough, you know. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, wounds heal after time, and I know that's a big thing to say about nine eleven. But you know, wounds heal. People move on with their lives, but people will never forget bad stuff happened. But you know, it takes time, and people may get offended by something one day, and then the next day they don't get offended by it anymore. You know? 
Yeah, I mean, like, and it's kind of, that's kind of the the weird feeling, like, what, looking back at, like, mid-2000s, um, 2000s era of, um, of shows where they mention stuff like George Bush and the Iraq War and all that other shit. Like, who even remembers that now? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there, there was a whole entire sketch, was it? I think Mad TV did it. Uh, Mad, it was either Mad TV or Saturday Night Live when Bush basically saying, oh, I'm going to go to Iraq and do what my dad doing. I'm going to kick Osama Bin Laden's ass with my boot. And he went, oh, who are we going to go in there with the commander team? He went, no, I'm taking Triple H with me. And he goes to Iraq and basically him and Triple H beat the crap out of Osama Bin Laden, you know. And this was filmed back in, like, 2004, I want to say? 2004, 2003? Oh, God, yeah, I mean... Because even like the South Park episode, like you know, that's dated now. South Park yeah. is another show that's really dated, like early season stuff with the animation and the references. That's dated. Yeah, but again, that that's the I know people say, oh yeah, South Park's going to be problematic. But again, South Park was built on the ideology of being problematic and being offensive and being in your face and stuff like that. I mean, That's why it's I think, been so I think, for I think years. they were the only show I can think of that actually just went out there and said, fuck the rainforest. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much made fun of activist groups, telling them that they're, that they that uh, they care more about their image than, than they act, any actual activism, which is true to this, till, to this day is still true. And they even made fun of Nambla. <laughs> so, oh, God, I forgot that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, <laughs> little boy looking for adult friends. <laughs> wow, I, there are sure a lot of people who want to meet an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I mean, they made fun of Nambla, they made fun of some of Bin Laden, like, all these things, like, that's, that's, that's what South Park is, and I don't, and I don't think, you know, I think they get a free pass, because, again, they're like, oh, you know, it's built on, it's built on that, but, looking back at those, at the, at, at, at those early seasons, like, you see those old, tired references that, that aren't funny anymore, but they were funny at the time. Yeah. Like, my, Michael um, Jackson, Gilligan's Island, you know, shit like uh, that. It's go. I mean, the only episode I think to go go back and really hard to watch now is the episode of the subway guy, <laughs> and they brought him back more recently in the more recent series. And pretty much, they you can imagine what South Park did with him then. You, you know, they pretty much made him into a monster. But yeah, and and the funny thing about that episode was the entire joke was they're making fun of a guy who is. Who was just a nobody, but we're we're constantly told how great he was because he lost weight. That was yeah. a joke. They're making then, fun of a guy who got famous for losing weight. Yeah, and then then they had the whole AIDS joke. <laughs> it's, oh my god, AIDS are funny now. Oh god, I love. I still love that at, at the end of that episode. Look, he's beating a dead horse, and he's literally beating a dead horse. Yeah. Or the other one, which I thought was quite funny, was the episode when back, for those that don't know, back in the 90s, it was a big, back in the 90s and early 2000s, it was a big deal saying shit on TV, especially in the 90s. And I think it was some cop show that said shit and basically everyone talked about it. So South Park went out their way to say shit over a hundred times in one episode. And they had to fight with Comedy Central to get to get that episode going. Because yeah. cause, cause their deal was, if you let us have this, 
we will never say shit on our show ever again. And they're like, okay. That's a lie. <laughs> but because times changed. Because, yeah, exactly. Because now you can say shit on network television. It's no yeah. longer bleeped. Yeah. But back then it was. It was a huge deal. Now it's like, oh, what's the big deal? That's That's the thing. That's what I mean when I say shit gets dated as as it goes on. Yeah. Back then, saying shit on t- on on network television was a huge deal. Now it isn't. Yeah. But so no, I, man, 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 you're missing the point. It's problematic now. <laughs> you see how stupid it is, people. Yeah, it's just like I said before we started recording. They would have a fucking field day with married with children. <laughs> Because Married with Children, holy shit, that show was unapologetic with its with its sexism and and, and bigotry and homophobia. But that was oh, part God, of the yeah. joke. Yeah, that was part of the joke. <sighs> Times has changed, <laughs> and it's funny. It's just, sad but funny. Yeah, I know, and and I I just hate this idea that 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 suddenly and another thing I, I hate about the the way the about this entire thing is like the way the the news is reporting it's like oh a bunch of people said this on twitter that means like the entire population must feel the same way no just because a few people on twitter get offended by it doesn't mean the entire populace is like i hate that's what that's what is that's that's uh the state of news now it's like oh here's a couple of tweets that mean that they're somehow representative of the entire of the entire world now we're not going to show any differing tweets or any tweets disagreeing with um, with these tweets. That we're just going to show them at face value, and we're just going to we're just going to claim it's fact when it isn't. It's just skew it perspective. Yay! That's a sad state of journalism, kids. Don't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do want to become a real journalist, just become one of those Twitter hunters or Reddit hunters that go track down the um, spoiler news. The Twitter news reporter. Oh my god, guys, guys, guys! Tony Stark going to be turned into a black guy. <gasps> Wait, what? Say what? I say, or oh, something stupid like that, you know? Oh, what was oh. it? Um, where people are freaking out about this, and it's just a bunch of like five tweets, and it's just five people tweeted about this, so it must be news. <laughs> it's like, come on, just, just come on. And come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> Again, another South Park reference for those that uh, that know that reference. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I, I love the fact that he ends an entire fucking gang war with one argument. I mean, come on. <laughs> Or the the joke was it? They made a joke of what um, sports centers. It's like I think it's like in the first or so one of one of the first few seasons when um, they made was this? Uh, I think it was during they made the joke like at least three times in one season or over the course of a few seasons. Whenever they um, knew was it like a sports broadcaster talking about stuff, and then his partner say, "God damn it, you're going to get us fired again! Don't say that shit." Oh God, yeah, that's that's weird. Oh boy, times the times they are changing. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep, 
That's pretty much it. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. No, we dragged out. Yeah. <laughs> topics long enough. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Now go away. Bye.